1: Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com, BlueNile.com. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP-01005. Today, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply in South Wales. Authorisation number TP 01005.
0: Right now we're going to talk some EPL. The English Premier League vaulted back into action over the weekend with a classic amount of drama. There was blowout wins, tense draws, and the little old case of Manchester United sacking another Manchester manager, dearie Me. Harry Simeo is our man in the UK, all things football. He's an outstanding commentator and broadcaster and joins us now. Morning, Harry.
1: Morning, guys. How are we doing? <sighs>
0: we're doing good, mate. We're doing good. The phone lines are running hot here. Uh, don't know if you know about the, the, the Team All Blacks, but we're having a tough time at the moment, mate, here in New Zealand. Things aren't going well. A bit like my Manchester United.
1: yeah Manchester United have had a a turbulent week to put it uh to put it kindly they've um to be honest it's been quite clear that they needed to change the manager for a little while now Mm. um they were putting it off putting it off and, and in the end I think missed out on the one realistic or at least good enough target that they could have acquired and that was Antonio Conte who's since decided to join Spurs I mean if a Manchester United had acted two or three weeks earlier, they could have had who I believe to be probably the best coach in Europe at the helm at the minute. So I think they've really missed the boat. I feel a little bit sorry for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer because he should have never been given the job in the first place. And you could tell that he wanted to do well, but I don't know if you guys have seen it. He gave an exit interview, which is just completely unheard of uh, yesterday, in which he talked about how he'd given his best and he talked about the friends he mm. made along the way and, and various other things was just all a little bit cringe if you ask me and it was Manchester United desperately trying to justify a decision that was clearly the wrong one from the outset.
0: So where the man you go now? Where? What direction do you think they're potentially going to head down and, and who are they going to acquire to take over the, the coaching role, manager's role?
1: It's a, it's a really difficult one now for Manchester United because as I say the timing's not ideal. Um, we're heading into mm-hmm. the Christmas period which is a really powerful period of the football schedule there's games sort of every three days they've got a massive European game coming up uh, tomorrow against Villarreal which is huge um it, it's, a, it's a hard one I think Maurizio Pochettino who is a former Spurs manager is probably the the ideal candidate but of course he's at Paris Saint-Germain at the moment and the question is will he be willing to leave mid-season some reports today are suggesting that he would be But PSG are not a club that struggle for money. Therefore, how do you prize him away? How do you break that contract? Mm -hmm. You know, they're they're quite within their rights to say no. Brendan Rodgers, the Leicester manager, has also been linked with a move uh, to Manchester United. But he's having a difficult time with Leicester this season. And I, I guess that would put doubt in some people's minds. I think what's crazy about this whole situation is it looks likely that Manchester United, who have appointed Michael Carrick, uh, one of the coaching staff as the interim manager, are then going to input another interim manager to kind of get them through to the end of the yeah. season, which is crazy.
0: Yeah. Hey, Harry, can you explain just a little bit of uh, the pressures on EPL managers of, of the major clubs? We've obviously got our situation with the All Blacks, but just the extreme pressure that they get put on during the Premier League.
1: Yeah, the the Premier League is, is obviously the top sort of football product in the world and, and it never feels like any manager is safe at any point. You know, they're always under pressure. They need results immediately. There seems to be no patience in the sport anymore and particularly at, at the bigger clubs where they are spending crazy amounts of money on transfers year, in, year out. I mean, we saw Tottenham Hotspur sack Nuno Espirito Santo sort of eight, nine games into the season. It just seems crazy. The pressure is huge. Um, I think actually managers are unfairly treated in the sense of you know you can do all the preparation you can have the tactical plan set out but if your players don't deliver then that's ultimately what you're going to live and die by and I think we've ha- we have seen a lot of times uh, in recent years managers who probably were doing the right thing lose their jobs because the players maybe weren't bought into it or, or weren't giving the effort or just simply weren't performing so the pressure is huge and you know, it's easier to change a manager than it is to change a 22-man squad. And so the manager will always be the first one to bite the bullet, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, it's a tough old situation. You can give them everything and the players um, sometimes don't react to what's going on. Hey, mate, talk to us about Arsenal. Arsenal, they just got an absolute trouncing from Liverpool. Where are you sitting in with your beloved Arsenal, mate?
1: Well, with Arsenal, it's, it's you know, it's one of those situations where I think we all accept that we're going through a rebuilding phase. Um, you know, we've been unbeaten in our last 10 going into that match. Uh, that eight of them were in the league. It was six wins and two draws, which was pretty impressive form. Arsenal still within touching distance of the Champions League places, which will be the ultimate goal this season. Um, we're not on the level of Liverpool. You know, going to Anfield was, and coming away with a result was always going to be a big ask. It always felt like it was maybe to too much of an ask for this current crop. I think we coped really well for the first sort of 40 minutes and the goal we conceded just before half-time certainly swung the pendulum in Liverpool's favour and we capitulated off the back of that. So I think we can take some encouragement from the fact that the game wasn't over in 20 minutes, which it tends to be when we go to Anfield, but um, still a long way to go and, and a bit of a reality check with regards to where Arsenal currently are and, and how much work still needs yeah. to be done, but not something we should overreact about.
0: Okay. Harry, we're going to let you go, mate. We really appreciate your expertise and insights over there in the EPL. Thanks, bud. Yeah, so it's great to have you on. Can you hear the kids Izzy in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, bud. Yeah, sorry
1: about that. My son broke free from the other room.
0: <laughs> nah, no, we don't be it, like. sorry. We, we know it's, what, we know it's, what it's like. <laughs> Good man. That was Harry Simeo, all things EPL football over there in the UK. And we're going to get to all your texts very shortly. You guys are absolutely on fire on the text machine. So we're going to get to those very soon. (laughs) 7.51 here in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SNZ.